This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, how are you? Monday, May 9th, 2022. I'm fighting off that just drank and choked on it right before you have to talk thing. Uh, but I'll be fine. Don't worry about me over here. You just do you. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. I think this is probably going to be more. Um... <laughs> I love jazz fans. I do. But I'm finding myself more in like than in love lately. The wild roller coaster ride that is all jazz rumors. We'll talk about that coming up. We got to talk about Quinn Snyder coming up. We have to talk about going to the Bahamas if you're Elon Musk. You probably aren't going to Russia anytime soon. No, no, no. If you had Elon Musk's money, what would you be doing with it? Mm, a great question. Would you be fighting global war? Probably not. I probably would not be doing that. Would you be buying Twitter? I probably would not be doing that. I probably would not be doing that. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. The Elon Musk story, if you don't know the Elon Musk story, you, you're crazy. This is one of the clearly, easily one of the best stories of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah. Of all the things that happened this weekend, and a lot of stuff went down this weekend, Elon Musk finds himself... In the middle of it again. As usual. And I, what I say is, if you have that kind of money, why don't you just disappear? Be invisible. Run your little rocket ship company. Run your little, you know, battery making car thing. And just like be invisible. Yeah. That's what I would be doing. I would not be trying <laughs> to buy Twitter and fight wars. Like, it's crazy. We'll talk about that coming up. But we got to start with a um, little bit of NBA. By the way, have you enjoyed the NBA playoffs? Eh, it's been okay. It's been okay. The the Dallas Phoenix series is a little frustrating. I feel like there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of uh, you know differences in officiating and differences in the way the Suns play the game and you know so that series has been okay. You know, but there isn't a series right now that's really grabbing me. You know, there's not a series right now where I'm like, oh damn, like that's on TV. I gotta watch that. You know, that's the thing. Like a lot of these matchups are kind of vanilla. I feel like. You know what I mean? Well, but I mean, what about the Nets series? I mean, and they're not playing. They're not. Oh, here. that Kevin Durant's out. That's right. Yeah. Um, I was more pointing towards that that Suns series. Did you see last night that Chris Paul's family got physically? Mm -hmm. I don't know what's the word. It not assaulted, physically accosted. Um, Dallas Maverick fans put their hands on Chris Paul's family last night. Yeah. And I just, I, this is, and, and I guess what the point I want to make here is, are the Dallas Mavericks the least likable team in the NBA playoffs right now? I mean, there is very little to like about Luka Doncic. If you are not a Dallas Mavericks fan, yeah, there's very little to like about him. Um, and he, I, I, you know, talking to some Dallas Mavericks fans on YouTube and on Twitter, I think even a lot of Mavs fans don't like Luka Doncic, his antics, well, right? Well, I think Chris Paul shares, you know, some of those same antics. Not to the extent that Luka does, but Chris Paul does some 
some gimmicky stuff, you know? And so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like him or that, you know, beating up on his family, if you will, or whatever, however you want to describe what they did is warranted per se. But, but what I will say is if you're Chris Paul, you know, like, do we know where they were sitting by chance? Were they in the lower bowl? Above, or? Yeah, lower bowl above the Suns bench. Like, why? You're not – put him in a box, dude. Like, don't put him in – don't put him right behind the bench. I just don't think that that's a, that's a smart decision. Yeah, I, I don't know. As fan bases go, I generally had – I mean, you just don't think about Mavericks fans that much, to be honest with you. But it is shocking to me that Dallas Mavericks fans would put their hands on Chris Paul's family – if that is, you know, because that's what's alleged to have happened. If that's in, indeed what happened, it's deplorable. I mean, it just, I don't care if you're a relative or just a fan who bought a ticket. You have every right to sit there and watch a game like everybody else. Yeah. But that was a little shocking last night. And it it did make me think, like, this has been one of the the least enjoyable playoff cycles that I I can remember in recent years. Like, whether it's because, you know, the Bulls suck, I don't expect much from the Bulls. But maybe it's because we don't have a marquee team left in the playoffs. Well, you don't have the LeBron storyline. That's the truth of it. You don't have LeBron chasing a gazillion rings. That's what you but don't have. But even like Golden State, is Golden State like a major, you know, and this is what we always talk about with Steph Curry. Like, is Steph Curry a major, iconic level superstar? He's not. I don't um, think I don't he's know. a I don't think he's a gravitational superstar. Clay Thompson certainly is not. Like it, it, you look at Giannis, Giannis is not a guy that is you know beloved or yeah. hated. I think most people are like, "Nah, it's Giannis." Like there's not a gravitational superstar left in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I I think the Steph thing it depends who you ask. For me, you know, when Steph is going right, it's must-watch TV. You know, it's must-watch TV. When he's average, he's, you know, just a guy, I guess. But I think that I, – I look, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't think that there's a great series left in the postseason right now. We got to get to the next round and, and get into some of these more dynamic matchups. And, and that's why I say, like, all the Dallas fans are like, oh, well, you know, we're coming back on the Suns. And it's like, dude, you, you, you did your job. You won both your games at home. The Suns played like crap. Like, what do you expect? You know, and now the problem is, is you're right in the same spot you were with Utah. The difference is, is you're not going to beat the Suns. You're 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 not going to go into Phoenix and and beat this team. They're they're too good. Mikael Bridges is not going to struggle the way he struggled for forever. That's just not going to happen. So that's why I say, like, I I, I the Suns are going to win their series, uh, and and there's not another one where I'm just like, man, I gotta watch this team. Like, I am not a Philly guy. I don't enjoy watching their style of basketball. I don't enjoy watching James Harden. Like, I'm not – that doesn't – I just – that doesn't have any pull. You know, the guy who's got the most run right now is Jimmy Butler after that performance, you know. And, and of course, what do we get after that performance? Oh, well, the Jazz should explore Donovan for Jimmy trade. And it's like, okay, we can play the ridiculous land if you want to, but that's never going to happen. So, yeah, I just think that, that right now the playoffs are sort of in autopilot. There's nothing – there's nothing special about them. There's nothing that's like like with the Boston Brooklyn series. That was must watch TV. You you weren't gonna miss those games. That's too much talent. There's too much going on there. But but this next round has just not been it, to me has not been all that entertaining. You mean the round that's going on right now? Right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. And it's it it's mainly because I think we we're lacking and this is a broader conversation before we get to the jazz, but I mean, I think we're lacking the Jordan bird magic, Dr. J, um, you know, Kobe Shaq, like we're, power players. We're, we're lacking the, the, not even ability wise. 
we're lacking the great NBA superstar that's got personality behind it. Like Chris Paul's a dick. Nobody likes Chris Paul. Yeah. Um. You know, you I mean, he's just not a likable figure. I mean, you don't hate Chris Paul the way you hate Luca. You don't hate Chris Paul the way you hate a thousand other players in this league. You don't hate Chris Paul the way you hate Draymond. But Chris Paul's not the most likable guy in the world. I. I and again, I think the Warriors are the the perfect example of this because the Warriors are that team that was everybody's darling, right? Yeah. Like the Warriors were that team that everybody loved and Steph with his threes and Steph and Clay and you know, like I, I there's just not that reason to hang on to that team anymore. There's not that team left in the playoffs. That that's more what I mean. Like I just feel <laughs> like we're missing that it factor mm-hmm. in these NBA playoffs. And I know that this it, it, hell we're in Salt Lake City. This probably pisses Jazz fans off, but this is why I say I think you need the Lakers, Bulls, Knicks. Like you need that large market feel that Miami doesn't provide, that Philly doesn't provide. Like James Harden is one of the most unlikable players in the NBA. He's one of the most unlikable superstars in all of professional sports, in my opinion. Yep. Like, there's just not anything to hang on to. Yeah, no, I completely I agree. I, and, I, and I think when you look at the the guys who are who are the best players in, left in the postseason, you know, they're very soft-spoken guys or guys who are not real dynamic personalities. Like, you look at Jason Tatum, you look at Devin yeah. Booker, you look at, uh, you know, James Harden. You look, I mean, all these guys, they're just not, like, you know, gravitational players and uh a little woge bomb just happened uh apparently sources are telling woge that uh Jokic has won the mvp again wow so there you go yeah that that is um is that surprising i mean i guess it's not i mean without jamal murray and and you know with without non-vaccinated mpj for most of the year like i mean he's a good player yeah. But again, Jokic is the perfect example of this conversation. Yes. I mean, there there is nothing likable about Nikola Jokic. There there's just he, I mean, he I don't is it because of the the I don't know. The league lacks. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Yes. This league lacks a, a a a fun superstar. Yeah. This league LeBron is wholly unlikable. Yeah, well, and he's I been mean, on the throne for how long? I mean, he's been on the mantle for how long? Like, it's been, well, we're going on 20 years now? Yeah, I, I, I just think that this league, the NBA's biggest problem is there is not that gravitational superstar in the NBA. And, hey, look, if if this breaking news is correct, um, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, NBA insider, Woj bombing that um, Nikola Jokic has won the NBA MVP. I think that's the exact example of the issue we're talking about. There are not a lot of likable players um, in the NBA that are elite stars right now. I mean, you look up and down the Western Conference. I mean, the Utah Jazz are a perfect example. Your best player is probably Donovan Mitchell. I think Don is very quiet, understated. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot to hang on to with Donovan Mitchell. Um, He is a New Yorker. He's not a Utah. He's a guy that has not gravitated to Utah. Um, He's a guy that... I think you look at Rudy Gobert there. What is there to like about Rudy Gobert? Tell me what I know about Rudy Gobert. That would make me be like, man, love that guy. (laughs) There's not like, I mean, you look around this league right now, the single best player in the NBA right now is probably Kevin Durant. 
Kevin's not a great personality. Kevin Durant is is a thin-skinned, very understated, very quiet guy. Yeah. You know, I look around at Steph Curry. I mean, it used to be his kids. It used to be but I don't know, man. I just I'm struggling. <clears throat> We're to, just in that time. I even my guy Devin Booker is very quiet and very understated. He's banging a Kardashian and he's buying retro cars and he's a you know a fashionista, which is cool. But he's very quiet and understated. You know the the millennial generation of NBA superstar. Yeah, is 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 very emblematic of of the, their generation. So I don't know. I'm yeah. probably making too much of no, it. No, I mean I, I think you're exactly right. And I, and I think that's that's what's missing from this postseason. That's why that's why this this current round that's going on now is is not is not must watch TV. Again, when we were in LA doing the show, you know, literally, uh grandma gets married and we head inside to watch the game. <laughs> like that's the commitment level there was to watching that game. So that's why I say I, I just think that because you don't have like you don't have LeBron versus KD, you don't have uh, you know these these iconic matchups that we're all looking forward to, and so now we're gonna get what we're we're probably gonna get uh, in the West. We'll get book and and what who who who, who I wouldn't be other? writing off the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. I mean the Dallas Mavericks have, and and really the issue is is that Jalen Brunson finally got loose in a game. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Brunson has gone home and played much better basketball. I would not be writing off the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, obviously, I like the Suns more uh, to win this series than I do like the Mavericks to win the series, but I would not be writing off the Dallas Mavericks at this point. I mean, Luka Doncic is, is just an incredible player, and if Dallas is going to continue to get you know 28 points a game from Jalen Brunson, which we saw he's very capable of in the Jazz series, now as Jason Kidd so um, what? eloquently pointed out uh this is not the uh this is not the utah jazz that they're playing and i you're think you're not that guy pal trust me you're, you're not, not that, that guy. guy right and going home to phoenix i think is only going to make the suns better yeah and i think they probably take control of that series at home because i think the suns are more capable of winning in dallas than dallas is in phoenix i think that that'll be the difference but i wouldn't go right off the dallas mavericks yet i mean and I guess if I, I look at what's going on with, with Golden State and Memphis, I mean, I'd probably take Golden State in that series. Um, this John knee injury thing is a big deal. Like, what do you make of the Jordan Poole, John Moran thing? I think it's it, it's hard to say or prove that that Jordan was trying to hurt him, you know, and I think a lot of people are, are jumping to that conclusion. Um, I, to be honest with you, don't know what he was doing. I can't say that I've really ever seen that before. Uh, just in the open court in an NBA game where a guy is grabbing at someone's knee. I mean, I think that's it is a bad look, and I I'm not I, again I don't know what he was doing. So yeah, I mean if John misses game four, that's a that's a huge huge deal, man. That's that's yeah that's not good. And I and I think honestly this is the if he misses game four, if you're the Warriors, you got to pounce on that and just put this team away because Ja has shown the ability to go off in big games and 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 be clutch and so yeah but I don't know that he's been that guy I honestly don't know that that he is he looks he looks to be elite in short spurts right now and I think you need him to be elite for you know 40 minutes a game at this point to be Golden State and, and I just don't see him doing that he looked to be in significant pain he's not going to play in game I guess four or whatever it is mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to play. 
So I, I just don't know how I, – I think that series is largely over. I, I mean, I, I don't – maybe that – And maybe, maybe that's the other thing hurting the NBA playoffs. I mean, it, it, you know, if you start to look around, you know, the, the, the Dallas Sun series isn't exactly a barn burner, you know, for your average NBA fan. Now, we love it because it's the Suns and, you know, obviously Dallas had played Utah. And so there's, you know, there's something to hold on to there if you're a Jazz fan. But your average NBA fan, like your East Coaster NBA fan – it's probably not about the Suns-Dallas series. They're probably just not. And so then you look out to the Warriors series, and you're like, all right, well, Jaws out. That series is probably over. All right, what do we have to hold on to in the East? Well, you've got, you know, you've got, what, Boston and Milwaukee. You know, you've got this Philly series. So that's why I say, like, this, if we can just get some matchups in the next round, like if we can get Phoenix-Golden State, okay, now there's something to hold on to there. If yes. you can get, you know, if you can get, uh, you know, uh, a, a Boston upset of Milwaukee, let's say. Milwaukee. And, and Milwaukee, and they move on to face, Milwaukee. let's say, the Heat. Okay, now you've got something to hold on to. That's what we're waiting for right now. And meanwhile, while all this average-ass NBA basketball is going on, you've got things like the Kentucky Derby or F1 or these other things that are not exactly amazing that's the problem I don't know yeah I there's something missing from the NBA and I don't know what that is and I don't think there's a hit a button or put a new rule in that's going to change that I I think Nikola Jokic winning the NBA MVP while we're talking about the lack of a gravitational superstar in this league uh pretty much spells out the issue yeah I mean it, it is the timing of that Woj bomb Whoa! uh is as perfect as it gets I I, I love the NBA I'm a passionate NBA fan um, and I look at the NBA right now, and, and I think it lacks a superstar. It lacks a Jordan. It lacks a Shaq or a Kobe. It lacks that generational guy that people root for. And as much as Utahns hated or, you know, Phoenix, you know, Phoenicians, if you will, hated Michael Jordan, you respected Michael Jordan. I think most NBA fans hate LeBron James and don't respect LeBron James. I think most NBA fans are indifferent about Kevin Durant. Um, I think, and that's probably the worst place to be. I'd rather be hated than have people be indifferent about me. Agreed. I mean, like, I think most fans are indifferent about Kevin Because if you're Durant. hated, they'll watch. Yeah. I mean, I think most fans are indifferent about Devin Booker. I think, I think most fans, you know, are indifferent about guys like Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I think most fans like Steph Curry. I mean, I think most fans hate Luka Doncic. Yeah. But there's not that one guy. There, there just isn't. And really, this is, to your point, this is kind of a Giannis issue, I feel like, because Giannis is probably the best outright player left right now, if you really get into it, like the guy who can move the needle the most. And he's just not. He doesn't, though. Does he? Does Giannis Antetokounmpo I mean, move I mean, the I mean, from a basketball perspective on the floor, a guy that can change a game the most out of anybody left in the playoffs, I think Giannis is probably that person. But the problem is, he's not particularly... You know, like uh, he's not somebody that I'm like, yeah, I got to watch Giannis play. It's not the the problem is, is that Kobe and Jordan and even LeBron to a certain extent or KD, you know, all those guys were snipers. All those guys are beautiful, you know, elite footwork, mid-range players. And it's fun to watch. The Kobe fade was but, a thing. But you wanted to hear Charles Barkley in a press conference. You wanted to see Magic Johnson yeah. smile. You wanted... You know, Michael Jordan just had that it factor. Like, Kobe always had that it factor. You had to get the Shaq soundbite. Who is that guy right now? Who is that guy? 
Like one of the things we talk about routinely with the Utah Jazz is the media doesn't function in Utah. They don't know how to ask questions. They don't know like, so there are no great sound bites. There are no tough questions. Like, I mean, Michael Jordan faced one of the, the, the most difficult media media groupings in Chicago that we've ever seen. And he, and he handled it masterfully. You know, you look at the, the Jeff Van Gundy Knicks, you look at like, and also I think rivalries are, are tremendously lacking in the NBA right now. You know, Bulls, Pistons, Lakers, Celtics. You think about the great rivalries, even Jazz Bulls. Um, you think about some of the great rivalries in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Those don't exist right now. You don't have teams that consistently run into each other. It, it just ain't happening. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I think it's really bad for the NBA. You know, I, I think it's one of those things where this league needs to figure it out because I think we we as consumers are slowly moving from the TV to the phone when it comes to, to con consuming content. And if you are not gravitational, if you are not a, an Instagram darling or a TikTok darling, you're going to have, you're going to have trouble pulling. And so it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Now, as far as the Utah Jazz are concerned, where would you, what would you put the percentages on Quinn Snyder staying as the head coach of the Jazz? Uh, I, th I still think it's pretty high. I mean, I still think we're 60, 70%. I just, I, I think Quinn is somebody who understands that he doesn't want to make a decision in the moment after you got eliminated by the Dallas Mavericks, number one. Number two, I think the timing with which he had the hip procedure was not an accident. I spoke think, volumes. I think I think that Quinn wanted you know wanted the week or wanted some extra days here to really sort of spend some time away from basketball, away from media, basically just kind of away from his basketballing life to think about what what he really wanted to do. I you know you've been saying several times that you think Quinn might you know, take a year off or he might step away for a minute just to kind of reset. And that may be a possibility, but but what I think will happen is Quinn will continue to coach this team. That's honestly what I think. I think the percentages of him staying are still high, like 60%, 70% that he stays. I think the only way that Quinn Snyder would leave is if he got, you know, really elite money in a in a really good opportunity. And I think that that's where, that's where fans get a little confused about good opportunities the Lakers job is not a good opportunity you know you know some of these other jobs are not good opportunities and compared to what he's got now so the only real question for Quinn Snyder is are you willing to go through the next two or three seasons being mediocre because I got news for you this team you know I love Tony and I appreciate his work and he can write all day long about how the Jazz are going to try and stay relevant while they retool or whatever you're not doing that in today's league. That doesn't. That's just not how it works. Well, I I think the other thing here that's at play. Number one, the hip surgery. I think was a big indicator that Quinn Snyder is going to be the head coach of this team. I mean, I think when you when you look at what you know what what needs to happen if you're going to make a change at the head coach, you need to do that quickly. You can't do that in June, right? And for all of those that are saying, oh, Quinn Snyder's a problem, fire Quinn Snyder, fire him, he's a cock, whatever your reasoning might be, congratulations to the Sacramento Kings for hiring Mike Brown. <laughs> While the world has been changed and forever saved in Sacramento because of Mike Brown, who are you, who are you going to replace Quinn Snyder with? 
one of the elite head coaches in the NBA. You're going to let him go for Mike Brown? No. I'm not doing that, right? Like, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's why I say, like, the Jazz were never firing Quinn Snyder. I think Quinn Snyder is dealing with some burnout. And I think, again, the things that I continue to talk about and the things I continue to be told about Quinn Snyder and the Jazz is there is considerable frustration coming out of last season, this past season, that the roster was not upgraded. And I think that the Jazz have have made the choice internally, and I've been talking about this since December, that they're going to significantly alter this roster. And I think that Quinn wanted that to happen at the deadline, and I think it didn't, and I think that pissed him off. And I think that they they went through the last half of this season and, and got routed out of the playoffs because of their inadequacies on this roster. And I do think that you are going to see multiple multiple names off this roster. My guess is that, you know, the three guys that won't be here are Gobert, Bogdanovich, and, and Royce O'Neal. I, I think it's going to be – it is ever more difficult to trade a guy like Mike Conley. Yeah. Because – 20 plus million dollars a year for Mike is very difficult. You're going to need the right situation because Mike Conley's not a starter for most teams in this league. And to pay a bench guy 20 million bucks is asking a lot, especially for a title contender. So, I think that I think that there's a real good chance Mike Conley's going to be here next year. I think there's a real good chance that Rudy Bogey and Royce O'Neal will not be here. I think those are are two or two or three of your most tradable players. Because I think it, it, if if what I'm you know being told and have been told is that they don't want to completely rebuild this team, they don't want to blow this team up. Yeah, I think they're going to significantly change the roster, and I think they they would like to be a, a a team that's in the playoffs. I don't think it's that difficult to do that in the West if you remain talented, and I think they're going to remain talented. It's a matter of what they're able to turn guys like Gobert and Bogdanovich into. That's going to be the main yeah. question here, and I do think that Quinn Snyder's going to remain the head coach of this team. I think the window for him resigning or being fired, and I don't think there was ever a chance he was going to be fired. That was never going to happen. I think that's past now. I think it's past now. And I think that, you know, I continue over the weekend, I continue to hear about the 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 eroding relationship with Rudy Gobert and the, the Jazz. And... You know what? Just talking to people, like I continue to hear that Rudy Gobert rubbed a lot of people in this organization the wrong way. And his attitude and his lack of, uh, you know, his his unwillingness, if you will, to accept critique and to, to accept coaching really rubbed people the wrong way. And I think that's the the single biggest reason, in my opinion, that they're going to trade they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the $41 million on average you owe him doesn't help. So I think I think they're they're going to make that move, and I think they're going to make that move um, once the playoffs are over. And by the way, can we stop this fucking bullshit about, well, Donovan Mitchell was sitting courtside at the Heat game. He's going to Miami. Dude, <laughs> shut up. Like, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of, can you just for once get off the railroad? Can you get off the roller coaster and stop with this ridiculousness of, oh my God, Donovan Mitchell farted while he was flying over New York. He's going to Brooklyn. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I, I mean, like the the short-sighted nature of of all of this rumor mongering. Yeah. The guy went to Philadelphia to watch an NBA game. Does that mean he's going to the Sixers? Right? 
Like, just stop with the, the stupid DMs. Like, I must have got 40 DMs yesterday. Oh, well, what do you think of this? Can you comment on that? Tell me. No, guy, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to. Oh, hey, uh, they, um, Donovan Mitchell was seen um, in the same country that uh, the, um, the Orlando Magic plan. Like, stop. Just stop it. They're, they're, it's so ridiculous every day, every single day. And this is going to sound egotistical, but it is what it is. Every single day, somebody now is writing something we've already reported. Like, you know, the, this, this rumor about Rudy Gobert going to Toronto that came out over the weekend. I mean, we've been talking about that for three months. Yeah. Three months now. We, dating back three months, we reported that. It's amazing to me that people are like, oh, hey, did you see? Like, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. By the way, everybody else who's like, oh, it's shocking the Jazz haven't made a move yet. No, it's not. No, it's not. Man, the, the playoffs are still going. The season hasn't ended. They get, like, who's going to make a Rudy Gobert trade right now today? Who's going to do that? Nobody. That's right. You can't think of a team that's going to do that deal today. The, when's the last time a foundational trade happened the day the season ended? When, when, just go ahead and point that out. That never happens in the history of this league. Yeah. I, I, I just, fans are fans for a reason. Like, fan is short for fanatic, as so many people point out. You just have no idea how out of left field the stuff, if I could... If I could just, if you had five minutes to read the DMs I get, you would, it would blow your mind. It would absolutely blow your mind. Like somebody sent me a flight tracker for Donovan Mitchell. It went like two days after the Jazz were eliminated. Donovan flew from Salt Lake City to Connecticut. And somebody sent me a flight tracker. Oh, he's going, he's going to Connecticut to meet with the Knicks. They're going to announce a trade this week. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Guy, he lives there. That's his home. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, sending me flight tracker? Do you have no life that you follow Donovan Mitchell around the country via flight tracker? Donnie, you're out of your element. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. It, it is. It, it's crazy. Anyway, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, you, wait, so you put the number of DMs at 40. E easy. Easy. The minute that they showed him on TV at the Philly Miami game, my DMs just blew up. Like, and, and it's it's so funny to me. Like, I get these crazy DMs, and I won't read the people's name, but it, it just and and just for like frame of reference, right, right. These are people who listen to the show every day. Every so you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. Every day. This guy says, hey, did you see Donovan Mitchell uh, sitting courtside? Pretty sure he wants to play for the Heat. Do you think this means a trade is coming? Bro. Pause, bro. Pause. What are that's you talking about? One DM, right? Okay, that's that's the first one. We'll write that one off. What's the second one? Yeah, just that was just one fanatical fan. Yeah, that right? was just one. You know, it's fine. Did you see the Miami Heat gave Donovan Mitchell courtside seats? They're <coughs> clearly going to be acquiring him. <coughs> bro, stop. You're a casual.
Stop. So the Heat, and you know that the Heat gave him courtside seats. How? How? And then perhaps, perhaps <laughs> the best one. And this was like a long soliloquy of of messages. This guy sent me like six messages about how stupid we are. And it's, he said, it's plainly right in front of your face. He wants to be the next star of the Miami Heat. Why won't you report it? Just announce the trade now. Did you see him sitting courtside? Infowars.com. Do you know? Here's the thing I don't understand. And, and this could, could you, you know, yeah, could just help just, us out here. Help yeah, us I know put I'm not, together. I know I'm not too intelligent. I need your help. Yeah. How come you're not like pointing at all the other NBA players that were at that game? They showed like five or six other guys. Um, but they're not getting traded to the Heat who were in Philly. Like, wouldn't the rumor be that Donovan wants to play for Philly? Because it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Not what we should be. Nothing's going to happen. No trade of a, of a jazz player is going to happen today. It's not going to happen. It's not the way the league works. Do you really think the NBA wants the, the Utah Jazz? Oh, now it's the fucking trade already. Let's just play a supposedly game. Right. Say the Jazz are supposedly trading Donovan Mitchell supposedly to the Heat. Do you think they're announcing that during the NBA playoffs? No, they're nah. not. They're not. Do you know why they don't announce? Do you know why they announce awards like the MVP award during the playoffs? Because it's good for the NBA to have ceremonies. Now, unfortunately, the Nuggets suck and they got eliminated. So Jokic <laughs> will have to sit at a table and get his award. But why do they not announce like guys getting fired? Why is there not going to be a press conference like in the next week announcing Mike Brown? Because he works for the Golden State Warriors and they're not going to derail a playoff series. Like, do you realize how ridiculous it, it, like these rumors are? That you guys, you're like, oh my God, Rudy Gobert took a dump? Well, he must have been shitting on the Jazz. <laughs> like, do you realize how dumb your rumors are? Okay, I feel better. Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. Yeah. <laughs> Direct quote from Donovan Mitchell's agent. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Edgar Garcia, Tanner Plummer, oh, Gabe Ledley, Neville93. Good morning to all of you. <laughs> Tanner Plummer says, I'm with Jake. The NBA playoffs have been somewhat vanilla so far. Well, hey that means you'd be with me because I'm the one who, who, said, who said that. It's, I, anyway. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. Is John Morant being overdramatic? I don't know. If he misses a playoff game, I'm going to go ahead and say he's not being overdramatic. Yeah. I don't know why Poole would grab another guy's knee. It's weird. It's weird. I can't say I've legitimately, I can't say I've ever seen that before. Don't know what you're thinking there. Uh, James Knight says, Jokic. Fat. He wants you to play the fat. Oh, he wants the fat drop. The fat, fat drop. Yeah. Sorry. The Sorry. fat drop. Uh, you will get Chris Paul's wife and some fan in the crowd, LOL. Yeah, I, I would be upset if I were Chris Paul, too. How low cash of, of, of Dallas fans to do that? Yeah. Like, you're not cool. That doesn't make you a tough guy. Just like, know who you are. You're Dallas, bro. Like, come on. You got your ring like 10 years ago. Go home. Yeah. Go home. John Jackson says, I feel Donovan has tried to gravitate to Utah, but just hasn't with this franchise. I think I think Donovan Mitchell does a lot of things that nobody talks about. And I think the one time Donovan stood up and tried to stand up for 
Um, you know, like the scholarship issue with the Jazz giving scholarship issues to, um, you know, underprivileged and, and those lacking opportunities. All the white people in Utah freaked out. <laughs> you know, like, why isn't my kid getting a chance? Like, it, it's ridiculous. All lives don't matter when we're talking about black and lives And notice matter. no one's talking about that now. Right? Like, I mean, it's crazy to yeah. me that we just can't embrace something that is not what we agree with. You don't have to agree with it. That doesn't mean it's bad for the community, right? Like, that's the bigger issue for Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion. Uh, James Knight says, hey, Tanner, I thought you got banned. I should have banned him. Misquoting <coughs> me and stuff. It's not good. John Jackson says that uh, Donovan made more of an effort than most players to assimilate to the state. I agree with that. Um, well, and then Rudy went full on ass kiss to Utahns by getting stung by a bee in the face. Yeah. You well, know, it's a saint. Uh, for the record, I think Embiid should have won the MVP. Well, thankfully Tanner's on the record. Well, uh, Jordan <laughs> McDonald says, aren't ratings the highest in 20 years for the NBA? Fluctuatingly. So. I'm not saying that nobody watches the NBA. No. I want to be really clear. Like, I, I, that's no. not what I'm saying at all. I mean, we're not even having a, we're not having an X's and O's ratings conversation. I mean, all I'm saying is that, is that the premier matchups, the 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 guys that I really would love to watch are are not are not here. I mean, as much as I'm not a LeBron guy, watching him against Toronto several years ago was incredible. Watching him, you know, in the bubble was incredible. I mean, LeBron just just brings relevancy. But I also think you have to understand as well that viewership was way off during the pandemic because the season was shortened. And like even last year, you're playing a compressed schedule. And well, now we're coming out of that cycle too. This is the last year, and then now you're going to get a full off season, And like so now things should theoretically get back to normal. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, but no, Jordan, I don't think you're wrong about that. Tanner says, hey, James Knight, I thought that Mother's Day weekend – would make you less salty. No. No, Tanner, you thought never. Robert. Yeah, never. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Mark Jackson to the Jazz. No. Dude, come on. Leonard Donnan Endelov says, Boys, we back. 76ers might win in six against the Heat. The Suns got to close out against the Mavericks back in Phoenix. Suns better not play with the Mavericks because I'm telling you, the Mavericks are good. Now, you need to win this home game and then put them away on the road in game six. Yep. That's Eric and Raleigh do. says, does the Jazz think they need a new voice to lead the team? Because I think a new voice might go further for the franchise. I think if you're going to, and I, I, I know I've said this a lot, but if you're going to leave this roster the same as it is, they're not, uh, then I would fire Quinn Snyder or, or whatever you want to call it. If you're going to change this roster, there's no better coach in the NBA for the Jazz than Quinn Snyder. There isn't. Assistant, no experience, think, most experience. There's no better coach than Quinn Snyder. In the whole new voice narrative, I think we should apply that to what is what is a couple of new personalities in the locker room look like if if you know you do trade Bogey and Rudy and Royce, let's say. You need a guy who's done what you're trying to do. Yeah. You need a player who Donovan Mitchell will respect. You need Chris Paul to Devin Booker. You need that kind of player. Yeah. And the hard part is those guys aren't out there. And, you know, funny funny enough, I was talking to an NBA agent um, either Friday or Saturday, and we were talking about the fact that it's going to get incestuous in this trade cycle. You are going to see rivals making trades with each other. Yeah. And I think... I think you are going to see that this team needs, 
You know, when the guy that the guy that was brought out to me was Fred Van Vliet. You need that kind of player on this roster. And I don't think that Fred's available in Toronto, but I do think that's the exact kind of player you need. Somebody who's got a ring, somebody who's tenacious, somebody that plays excellent defense, and somebody that it, it, when he speaks, people listen. Kyle Lowry? You need, yeah, I, you need that kind of player. Yeah. You need somebody that that is, is beyond reproach. And those guys are really hard to come by, but there are some of those guys in this league that are available. And it'll be interesting to see who that is and how the Jazz go about getting that. Because I think they know that's what they need. They need somebody to teach Donovan Mitchell how to grow up. Yeah, They need somebody to teach Donovan Mitchell how to lead. And it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Because I don't think those guys are, are easy to come by. I really don't think those guys are easy to come by. And I do think that that it is not out of the realm of possibility that the Jazz could put back together a three-team deal like, you know, with the Houston and the Lakers of the world. You know, I don't think that's out of the question. I don't think it's out of the question that the Lakers are going to wind up trading Anthony Davis in the Western Conference. It's I, unbelievable. I don't think that's out of the question. It's crazy to me that the Lakers are are what appears to be, based on what they're saying about Russ, appears that they're going to keep him. That's insane. I just to think me. it's very difficult to move his contract. It is as arduous and as as anchoring as Rudy Gobert's deal is. Russ's deal is far more than that, and. The hard part is to to for somebody to pick up that magnitude of deal and buy out Russ. Yeah. You have to give them first round picks. And the Lakers just won't do that. And I actually think that's smart. I, I wouldn't do that either. But I mean, if if you look at guys like Russ and Rudy, I actually think Rudy Gobert is is not a buyout candidate. I think if you trade him to, and again, I still maintain that Toronto is probably the number one destination for him because they have voiced considerable interest in him. I don't think they would buy him out. I don't think, I mean, there's not a team in the Western Conference I see the Utah Jazz trading Rudy Gobert to. Yeah. I don't see that happening. But man, I think there are two, three spots out East um, that that you could see him land. I also think when you when you look at that Laker Houston jazz trade that was rumored talked about man if you could end up if you could end up with a deal like that where you end up with a Talon Horton Tucker a Montrez yeah. Harrell a where you end up with that kind of guy yeah and some more cap space and some more talent I don't know how you turn that deal down I really don't know how you turn that deal down if if the if the Lakers I think if the Lakers could go back, they would probably make that Houston trade because I just they that's a team that's got to make a deal. But if you trade for Russell Westbrook, I think you're buying him out. Yeah. I don't see him I don't see him going to an Orlando Magic and being an everyday contributor on that team. I don't. And that's the kind of deal they're going to have to get, but I also don't think Russell Westbrook's done. I think Russell Westbrook will become a force in this league again. He will, he will, he will work. Russell Westbrook is a lot of things. He's not lazy. I sure hope so, man. 
I sure hope so, because last season can't happen again. No. It cannot happen two years in a row. It'll be interesting to see where this whole thing goes. But, yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the Lakers do, because I think they're going to tip the dominoes over. I I do. I think the Lakers will be one of the first teams, and I could see them trading Anthony Davis. He's just – he's too injured, and he's too expensive for a, a contender to count on him. And he's not a guy who's historically put in the work to make sure he's bulletproof. Yeah. He's not that guy. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see where where he ends up. Uh, Gabe Ledley, good morning, too. He says, either your game has to be compelling, your personality has to be compelling, or both. None of today's players are doing things we've never seen done before and are boring as hell because they've had to avoid being canceled. Thanks. Man, that's some good stuff. I agree with that. If Quinn stays in Utah, how many more years do you think he'll coach the Jazz, Tanner says? I don't know. You know, like, again, you know, I the the my sources at the Jazz have told me he's got one more year left on his deal, and there's an option here, a mutual option. Answer that question after they re, after they adjust the roster. I, I think it's a matter of what happens to this yeah. team. Jordan McDonald says, what do you guys think of Tim McMahon's statement that he doesn't see Donovan staying longer than a year in Utah? I I think you're guessing. This is the thing that I don't understand. You've never directly talked to to Donovan Mitchell. He's not told a soul what what his timeline in Utah is. You have no idea, like, more than a year in Utah. What does that mean? And he's talking about guys that have signed – I think he said guys that have signed the rookie extension. Um, Many of those guys demand trades. Well, they signed the extension because they can't get more money from anybody else. Yeah. But Donovan Mitchell's made one thing very clear. Build a, a winning team around me and I'll be here. That's what he said. He's never demanded a trade. Like, with all due respect to guys like Tim McMahon, I, I, I just think you're reaching at straws when you start when you start looking at what other guys who signed rookie extensions do. Like, every guy is different. Every guy is different. Donovan Mitchell is one thing, and that is unique. And he's not somebody that talks. He's not somebody – like one of the things that really bothered, you know, from my understanding that really bothered Donovan was when everybody said people in his circle. People don't – there's not people in his circle. Yeah, what circle? (laughs) He doesn't have some huge circle of – he doesn't have a, 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 a conglomerate of people around him. Yeah. He doesn't have that. And so when you hear hear rumors about, you know, you know, Donovan's people, there's not Donovan's people. He's got a couple of guys. Yeah. He's got a security guy. He's like it's it's fool you can almost by the wording that's used and that you can see who's gets like guys like Mark Stein with all due respect. It, it, it you just can't it's very difficult if you're a national NBA guy to 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 cover this team intimately because you have to have relationships. Yeah. You like the idea that Rudy Gobert is going to demand a trade and it's him or me. When has Rudy Gobert ever been a him or me guy? When has he ever been a Donovan or me guy? When is it when has that been Rudy's, you know, MO that he's operated like that? Never. That's not who he's ever been. Yeah. That would require a chameleon, like, coming out of nowhere kind of thing out of Rudy Gobert. Maybe it happens. 
I don't think that's happening. I don't think he's telling the Jazz it's Donovan or me. I, I just don't see that happening. I think Rudy Gobert is frustrated that they will not build offense around him. Yeah. I think Rudy Gobert is frustrated that he is the scapegoat defensively and that he has gotten humiliated defensively for two straight years. And is all of that Rudy's fault? It's not. There's a lack of athletic ability around him. Can the Jazz win a championship with Don and Rudy together? They cannot. That's just not a, a tandem that and works. Again, it should be pointed out. We've been saying this for a year, dude. Like, this isn't new. This we've, isn't... Talk, we've talked about it. Yeah. To All the way back to when Rudy signed that contract a year ago. Yeah. Well, a year and a half ago now. They were not going to win a championship with that group. They just weren't. Uh, a couple more comments. Uh, let's see. And Garcia says, didn't Donovan say he wasn't sure if he wanted to or was coming back when ESPN asked him the question? No, absolutely not. He did not say that. Where did you hear that? Where, I mean, like, like, where are you even getting that from? With all due respect. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, where, like what do you mean? You got to stop making stuff up. You got to stop making stuff up. Like, there's just so much... I, I, I don't understand. I've covered a lot of teams in my life. Jazz fans take the bait on every single jazz rumor. Yeah. Every single one of them. And I don't understand it. I don't understand it at, at all. Spencer Morgan says because, excuse me, I don't know, uh, man, Donovan Mitchell's been in the league five years now. If he's still a point where he needs mentorship from some players that you have to bring in, then maybe cut your losses because I'm also concerned that up till now he's relied on on a great deal on athleticism that seems to be fading and he's showing signs of wear. I actually think he's not relying on his athleticism anymore. I think last offseason, Spencer, I think he, he the depth and the ability of his shooting grew significantly. And I think his athletic ability, the problem is he hasn't had his legs in two seasons now because he's had these injuries in the ankle. And I'd love to know what is it he's doing to prepare himself to not deal with ankle injuries and, and leg injuries anymore. And again, the example we always use on the show is Devin Booker. Devin Booker went through this same process. And LeBron. You know? And Le LeBron went through the same process with his back. LeBron James is is the model, in my opinion, for building your body. Like, and he's even had injuries. He's had a couple of freak ankle injuries. And that's a difference. I'll say that. I mean, I, I think a lot of these injuries for guys like Book or Don are like, you know, these softer injuries or like, you know, just not they, – they just shouldn't happen. But but LeBron LeBron's, you know, been bulletproof essentially. I mean, outside of some awkward – landed on a guy's foot I mean that's pretty he's been pretty good yeah I, I don't know man it's interesting to me to see what Donovan does this offseason you want to yeah. know Donovan's commitment level to this team L let's see how he comes back next next training camp yeah let's see what he physically looks like because he's he's got to get he has got to get stronger in his lower half because you just have to do everything that you can do mm -hmm. to make sure that your back and legs are in shape as a basketball player. Mm -hmm. And I, until now, I don't think that you can say that about Donovan Mitchell. I yeah. really don't. I just don't think you can say that. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I am the last guy who's ever going to question somebody's professionalism. Um, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding. Joel Embiid's another great example of a guy who spent millions on his body. 
Yeah. And he's started, it's starting to pay off. He's got an asshole for a coach who leaves him in the game when you're up 29 and he winds up breaking his face on an accidental elbow. That's not Joe's fault. I just don't think it is. So it'll be interesting to see. I, lack of the, the guy's body I question, James Harden is out of shape. Yeah. Period. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how all of this plays out. Um, and Garcia says, during an interview after round one, loose bro got back and listened. What are you talking? He never said that, and Garcia. He did not say that. He never – you're reading a lot into that. Arich Devera says, Westbrook needs to be in his own team without a superstar. He shines with a bunch of stars. I would agree with that. Uh, is, it, is it that the Jazz won't build offense around Mitchell or they can't? I think for Rudy, they won't because he's not capable. Nobody wants to see Rudy Gobert dribble a basketball. Agreed. Nobody. Um, I think when you look at Don, I think he needs much better wing talent around him. He needs to not be on the basketball, and he needs he needs a better version of Boyan Bogdanovich. And they need more room. I Like this idea where, you, where all five guys are out of the paint. Yeah. The Houston Rockets are coming. The Minnesota Timberwolves are coming. The Denver Nuggets are here already. The Dallas Mavericks are here already. Yeah. This is not like some fad or some trend that people only deploy against the Utah Jazz. Like, that is what the NBA is, period. Um, Steph Curry with his ankles. Yeah, Steph has gone to great lengths to protect his ankles. Yep. And whether it's redesigning his Under Armour shoe, um, whether it is the braces he wears, the training he does, like – he had weak ankles, and that's become far less of a problem. Still a problem. You Again. You still see it, you but can't, not nearly as bad. You can't outplay your DNA. Yeah. But, you know, I think he's done everything he can do. I'll post a clip on your Twitter later today. I know the clip you're talking about. He never said he wasn't committed. And Garcia, like, you can post the clip, and you can guess and read and hope what he's saying, but it's not. It, it's. No. Anyway. Uh, James Knight said, Rudy has been less effective since Jingles plate stop. No, he Here hasn't. Here we go. It has nothing to do with, with Joe Ingles <laughs> as why Rudy's been less effective. Man. Is it, is it, I think a relevant question is, is it impossible for jazz fans to just chill? For, yes. For like, you know, a month or two while the playoffs finish out. Rectally speaking. Yes, Dude, it is. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I I just I can't. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating to to I. It almost makes me want to turn off my DMs. Like I just can't continue to read these ridiculous. You know, oh, he was courtside in Philly. Must mean he's playing for Poughkeepsie, New York. Get the fuck out! Seriously, oh man, did you see him? I saw him at a baseball game. Don's gonna retire. He's Tim Tebow. Light. Fuck you. Where'd you hear that? Get out of here, bro. You know, like, oh, man, he was eating green peppers on his pizza. That means he's going to the Clippers. Like, what? What? Dude. Stop it. Good Lord. Anyway, no. No, I'm not going to keep making. No. No, Jake. It's not possible for jazz fans to chill. It's but not. you know what I mean? Like, couldn't we just take off, like, one month from the from the world is burning down, you know, concepts? Like, come on. Yeah. Will says, I hated you guys when I first got here, but I'll give you credit. You guys are right on just about everything. I'm going to say this again. Appreciate it. Say it again, my friend. 
Brandon Butler says, Jazz fans only have the Jazz. Laker fans can turn the page to the Dodgers. Well, that's true. So the Jazz only have the Jazz. Um, the Bees. Salt Lake, the Utah Grizzlies are in the playoffs, man. Oh, um, RSL. Yeah. RCRSL. Yeah, in the MLS. Rayo Tinto. Rayo. Come on. By the way, by the way, good news for ESPN 700. Did you see they signed an extension with the Utes <coughs> for Utah Athletics? By the way, cuz I think great. that's what you're turning the page to. Can't wait for fall camp to can't get here, wait. can you? No, you can't. Feeble the man says they don't need better versions of Bogey. He's not a problem if you look Phoenix they they have Crowder. Dude, here's you, the issue though. Bro. Boyan Bogdanovich cannot defend even a little bit. Like he he can't rotate. Bro, they're two different players. You gotta understand this. Jay Crowder is a beast defensively who takes too many shots. Boyan Bogdanovich is a slouch defensively who doesn't take enough shots. That's the problem. That's, That's the mentality. Difference. That is mentality. Yes. That is mentality. Uh while Wilda Thrill says I still do. Okay. And Garcia says, props to Lockdown Jazz for being unbiased and touching every subject, including Quinn's replacement, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Trades. Okay. Congratulations. You know where to find that podcast, and Garcia. You're welcome. I mean, um, I think, look, dude, I, you can you can promote other podcasts. We really don't care. The, the fact is, is that the, the, the sourcing that we have and the things that we report I, nine times out of 10 are correct. And then everyone is probably six to eight weeks behind us. And that's not an exaggeration. I so, would, anybody <clears throat> that says the Utah jazz are actively trying to trade Donovan Mitchell should, should be questioned. It's a joke. They should be questioned significantly. I just, and again, with all due respect, seriously, I'm not even hating the, the Sean O'Connell tweet situation. That is just uh, not, the case, the him or me thing never was true. Ever. I just, I, I think it's laughable. Laugh all you want. RSL has more titles than the jazz. Could be, could be. Yeah. You RSL know. is not more relevant in this town than the Utah jazz. So cool. Yeah. I love, I'm a huge soccer fan. I can't watch MLS. It is very difficult for me to gravitate to like, it's just slow. MLS is methodical, boring football. MLS is kids on a playground compared to the English Premier League. It just—it's just not even a comparison. It's—I don't watch it honestly. It is. I mean, you want the right the, and I can't remember who it was, but somebody compared MLS to WNBA versus the NBA. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It is. It is. It is. MLS is akin to to WNBA and. NBA is akin to the Premier League. Like you just can't watch. You cannot. Not be, the same product. In my opinion, it is minor league soccer. It's very difficult for me to watch. It's very difficult. Uh, shout out to Mo Bamba, says Cam Harrison. Excellent. Um, you can. Yeah, I was having a drink. And shout out to Mo Bamba. Yeah, you're you know, not allowed start, to have a people drink. People start calling Stop for drops it. and stuff. Can't wait for the annual three months of unwarranted hype for our local football team, Spencer Morgan. You know what? I, but that's a great point. You know, I mean, honestly, like, like for the conversation in this town, football needs to get here. It's something terrible. But like, and the thing that's funny, Spence, is Cam Rising is probably the best quarterback situation that the Utes have had in a decade. And you're like, oh, the unwarranted hype. Listen, I mean, you're coming off of a Rose Bowl, dude. Wasn't the best thing for this town when quitter quarterback quit the team and Cam came in and just was like the hero of the of the Utes? Yeah, 
I mean, was that not like the best storyline we could have had? Ever. Ever. You know, quarter quarterback leaves and Cam Rising dominates. It was great. Y'all feel me? Uh, Donovan, Rudy, and Mike are not the problem, Will Thrill says. They need help. Look at teams left in the playoffs. Everybody contributes. Jazz may end up getting eliminated by the Western Conference champs. Yeah, we'll see. Aries Devere says, Gary Payton Jr. is not a real fit with the Jazz. No, he's not. He's not. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I understand why you guys don't like MLS. The Premier League is way better. Eric and Raleigh says, MLS is akin to League Two in England, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, with all due respect, it just is what it is. All right. Okay. Can we move on to Elon Musk, please? <laughs> this this stuff with Elon Musk on Twitter yesterday was crazy. Dude. So, Elon Musk is, you know, I, how do I... How do I go on about what is Elon Musk? Like if, if I, a if force, that's what he is. He is somebody who, who moves the needle in our country. He is somebody that everybody wants to talk about. He is ultra relevant all the time. That's what he is. So Elon Musk is the owner of Starlink satellite, right? Which basically Starlink satellite is a, a satellite company that aggregates satellite so that you can get internet. Essentially, they take all the technology for internet by satellite and they, they, you have a receiver and it allows you to have internet without cable on the ground. Right. That's what Starlink does. So the internet in Ukraine was almost immediately destroyed by the Russians because they didn't want news flowing in or flowing out because part of, part of what Russia does is they want to keep their public in the dark. They do not want Russians on the day-to-day -to, -day to know what's happening in Ukraine. Um, and so Elon Musk, who has Starlink, he's the owner of Starlink, donated a bunch of Starlink systems to Ukraine so that they could continue to have access to internet. Yeah. And so the, the depending on who you believe, most people believe the U.S. military drop those satellite receivers into Ukraine in strategic positions. So yesterday, um, essentially the commander of, of Russian space and a, a pretty hefty Russian guy in the military said this about Elon Musk. From the testimony of the captured commander of the 36th Marine Brigade of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, Colonel Dmitry Korma, your mom's butthole, yeah. it turned out that the internet terminals of Elon Musk's Starlink satellite company were delivered to militants um, in Ukraine and the, the Ukrainian Marines in Maripol by military helicopters. According to our information, the Russians' information, the delivery of Starlink equipment was carried out by the Pentagon, the United States military. Elon Musk thus is involved in supplying fascist forces in Ukraine the military communication equipment, and for this, Elon will be held accountable like an adult no matter how much you'll play the fool. So let me get this right, Elon. You're a billionaire. Right. You have rockets going into space. You have satellite companies. You have rocket companies. Yeah. You basically are NASA of the United States military space America. force and shit. Yeah. Like you're sending their rockets in the space. You're 
you have Tesla, like you have billions of dollars. I'm for real. And you're using that money to toy with the Russians? Do, do you not remember what they did to Yevgeny Navalny? Like they poisoned a door handle and what almost an idiot. killed the guy. Do you not understand that Vladimir Putin doesn't like other humans and routinely as a matter of sport, as though you're a deer, like tries to kill you in the <laughs> Right. So, you know, if I'm Elon Musk, am I the one that is like, Trying to piss off the Russians? Bro, I, I yeah. Uh, like, does, I understand. Does that, he have a responsibility as a, his net worth is $265 billion. Does he have a responsibility to help? $265 billion. U.S. Americans. He has the technology to make sure that the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian people have the internet. So does he have a responsibility to do that? I don't think he That's does. That's the question. I think Elon Musk has a responsibility to Elon Musk. And I just struggle with this idea that Elon Musk needs to provide. He did what he thought was right. He did. Elon Musk, by anybody's estimation, is a very heartful individual. He cares. Right. But, man, how far does that caring take you? Because if, if the Russians wind up poisoning you and then while you're eating your Chinese food one day, like, um, who's... I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean that that's and then he tweets out, you know, what did he say if I die tomorrow? If I die it was a nice suspicious death. <laughs> it like, was nice he, knowing he you. He tweeted out and I should look up what the tweet said. Like I, I look, I I think it's there's no doubt it's risky, but at the same time if I die under <sighs> mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. That's what he said. Yeah. So I mean, he's essentially saying that they're going to come after him, you know. He also said there are no angels in war. I don't know. If, part I'm of Elon, me, if I'm Elon Musk, I'm not doing this. Part of me feels like he does have a, a, a certain responsibility with who he is. And that it would be one thing if he just had the money. Okay, if you just have the money, yeah. all right. But you have the tech that would really, it seems like, make a difference for them. And that's why I feel like he's got the responsibility to do it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think this is this is crazy. I mean, yeah, Chris Carn. Elon is Tony Stark. He, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it is. This is nutty. Yeah, this whole thing in Ukraine, and and this is this, and this is just my opinion. If if Vladimir Putin's only goal, because today, by the way, is military celebration day or whatever they call it in Russia, <laughs> where they do their little military parades yeah. and tell people how many nukes they have and we're coming for that ass. Like, take that, you clap having Jezebel. So today is Military Appreciation Day or whatever it yeah. is in, in Russia. And there are people who believe that all he wanted to do was take Maripol in that province of Ukraine so that he could claim victory. And now he's going to ramp down the war in Ukraine. Uh, I don't, is that what he's doing? I don't know. It's so weird, man. I have no idea. But now, that, you know, like people are saying that now he's got like he, he had trouble walking today. Vladimir Putin walked out to a dais and he was wobbling significantly like. I don't know what this bro is doing. I don't want to know. And well, I don't want to be in charge of forever. trying to figure it out. Dude's not going to live forever. And Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, but he's also not the guy that I don't believe that Vladimir Putin's just leaning on the button, hoping he gets a chance to hit it. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, it's an odd thing. I don't. And you know, the other thing I'm, I'm, I like how much responsibility do we have in this war? Like, 
And by the way, can we stop calling it a conflict? It's a fucking war, man. Like, the, it, it's a war. Why do we have to say conflict? Yeah, it's a war. Because people are trying to say that it's just two people having a border dispute. It's a war. It's not a border two dispute. Two people having a border like, dispute come on. is us and Mexico. Come on. You know, like, like I, I just... Come you, on, dude. It's so interesting to me that they can't win this this border skirmish between two old friends. <laughs> like, that's not what this is. This ain't two dudes dick slapping over uh, over a fence. <laughs> Let's just get that right. Like, how on earth are are you not? You're you're the freaking Ruskies, man. Like, how are the you not Ruskies. just inflicting like your will on Ukraine? Oh, because He's an assassin. Because you're such an a hole, Vladdy, that you pissed off every Ukrainian, and so they're all like weaponized. Yeah. And like, how is it that that? the Ukrainians are able to destroy just about every tank that Russia rolls over the border. Yeah. This is, they're capable. That's how I work guy. You're Russia. What is what? Like the things we don't know that are wrong in Russia are amazing. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know how Russia ever recovers from this. I really don't. And by the way, now like the fed last week raised interest rates a half point, Oh man, dude, I mean, good luck if you're a 30 year old thinking about buying a house. It's over. You can stop thinking about buying a house because yeah, the cost of money in this country, it's over. And you can drain, you can blame good old Sleepy Joe or whatever you want. This is this whole situation. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know how you fix gas prices. I don't know how you fix the cost of of goods right now because it, it's this is crazy. You know, like I just, I, I don't, I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. Because did anybody else notice that a bunch of inventory came on the real estate market? Did anybody else notice that? Prices didn't go down. Did anybody notice that houses are not selling at, at the 32nd, 57 offers, $100,000 over asking price? Did anybody notice that? I mean, the change, the change is here. The change isn't coming. The change is here. And it's going to be interesting to see because real estate generally is a pretty good marker. And we've talked about this on the show before, like the lack of inventory and we still have to build more affordable housing. I say, no, we don't. I'm telling you right now, if we continue to just build and build and build for the sake of building, that's not going to help. That's not going to help. And I don't know where the, the I don't believe that there will be another real estate correction where we're going to have some plummet in prices, that's not, I don't think that's going to happen. The, the, the ingredients for a crash like that are not in place. Yeah. There, there's not just some windfall of foreclosures coming. Um, there's not a bunch of bad paper floating around in the bond market. There, there, that just isn't the case anymore. What's going to happen now is when you go to apply for a mortgage, they're going to take a pair of vice grips and clamp them to your balls. And it's going to be very painful to get a mortgage. And it's going to price a lot of millennials out of the housing market. It's going to price a lot of whoever the generation after the millennials are. What is that generation? Gen Z. Your mom. Gen Z. Like it's going to price generation your mom out of the market. Well, And I think, you know, we were talking about this over the weekend. Like I think the other thing is that's why having a work from home job is so crucial because it allows you to buy in areas that you wouldn't normally buy in if you had to commute. You know, like you can go and live further away from the normal areas you would typically live yeah. because you don't have to commute. And I think that's what a lot of people are having to do. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see how bad inflation is going to get. And I look at I look at what's going on in the European markets. Okay, I can kind of understand because it, you know, energy reliance, yep, Russian gas like okay, totally get that. I I look at the instability in the European Union with Brexit and all that. I understand why there's instability in Europe. Yeah. I don't understand how you recover from what is about to happen. You know, like I think it is it is interesting to me like all of this talk about the bond market uh-huh. and all of this talk about how, um, you know, bond markets could be in for something of a rebound after their record plummet with investors looking for signs that U.S. inflationary pressures have touched their peak. Well, that's all well and good. How long until I get more money in my pocket? Yeah. Because that's what you got to figure out. Because the other thing I think a lot of people aren't talking about is like all these excuses with supply chain. Uh-huh. Why are there still containers sitting on docks in port why are we still struggling to get aluminum why are we still struggling um you know to to get any kind of metal steel like why are we still struggling with that probably because people want to make money on it and i think the other part of it is we're not struggling with it i think it's greed i think that's exactly what a lot of this supply chain issue is yeah companies and manufacturers want to find out how to stay at top dollar because this is what always happens. Think about the last, the great, the great recession of 2008, the housing crash, the unemployment numbers. And think about that. What did we learn through that recession that we can do the same or more with far less, far less humans, far less money paying out far less, but still getting a much higher return. Right. Like making human beings do three people's jobs in their one job. Okay, but now we're at a different point in the jobs market. Now we're at a point where unemployment is historically low. Pay and incentives and retention bonuses and sign on bonuses historically high. Yeah. Yet we can't find people to work. We can't find people to cover like I was talking to a landscaper about doing my backyard last week, never showed up. And what did he say? I got labor issues. I talk to small business owners every day for a living. What do they say? I have labor issues right now. What do they say about, like I was talking to a, a, a contractor the other day. I have more work than I can handle. The guy's like, I'm scheduled through the end of next year with custom home builds. And I don't have the labor to build the houses. So, Somewhere something's gonna give. Yeah. Because it has to. The people are out there. We haven't we 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 haven't stopped producing people into the workforce. But I think what we have stopped doing is we've stopped replacing the million people who've died from COVID. We've stopped replacing the people who just aren't working anymore. We're we're aging out a bunch of people. And now I think the bigger issue is we've also stopped. You know, like one of the, the great conversations in this country is, oh, we can't have those dirty immigrants coming over the border. <laughs> well, it turns out the dirty immigrants are the people who work in the fields and kept the price of spinach down. <laughs> right? Like it turns out those dirty immigrants you're also concerned about keeping out of the country. Oh, that's right. They make the country better because um, they're a workforce and they're a diverse group of human beings. Are all of 
Are, are everybody who comes to this country through immigration, illegal or legal immigration, are they all good, upstanding, law-abiding people? No, there's a bunch of shitbags too. But guess what? People born under the American flag are also a bunch of shitbags too. Immigrants are not dirty and criminal by nature. Yeah. Right? What they are is they're the people that work the Central Valley of California. Yeah. They're the people that work the orange groves of Florida. They're the people that harvest our crops. Whether you want to acknowledge that or not, they're the people that are cutting your grass. They're the people changing your mechanic or changing your transmission at the mechanic shop. Like it turns out that those people are also intelligent enough to they're evolve. They're necessary. Well, they're also intelligent enough to evolve. So guess what? Now they're not just going to go work in the field anymore. Now they've bumped up to the point where now they want to work at Jack in the Box. Now they want to work in restaurants. Now they want to own restaurants. So the problem is the lower level labor is not there. And you're not willing to send your kid to whatever restaurant to go be a busboy or a waiter or a waitress or a cook. Because kids don't have to do that anymore. I can't remember where we walked into. Oh, we walked into Cafe Rio the other day. And the sign said, front of house, $12 an hour. And I said to my wife, yeah, good luck hiring on that. Because who's who's taking a job for $12 an hour? Whether you're 16 or 36, who's taking a job They're in not. this country for $12 an hour? You, you, you can't live on that. But what do we see at Cafe Rio? We see a bunch of, of people working there who are Latino and where are their kids? <laughs> their kids are sitting on the side at a table rolling silverware. Their kids are sitting on the side like because the worker in the restaurant is bringing their kids to work and the owner of the restaurant is allowing them to bring their kids to work because they're desperate. Yeah. So to me, that's the conversation. The conversation's not inflation. It's not the fucking bond market. It's yeah. not the, the interest rate. It's what are we going to do to correct the labor market in this country? Facts. Because that's the issue. Because this supply chain stuff is corporate greed. I, 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 have, I have tried my darndest to understand why there are not containers moving off the docks. And it's because the trucking companies want more money per container. They want more money per cubic foot of container. And they're not going to move it until they have to. And the other thing is, until we stop the collusion in the transportation business in this country, in the freight business in this country, until we, until we create more competition, why is it more affordable to ship things quickly in this country? Who did Amazon take advantage of? Well, they took advantage of FedEx and UPS. Who did Amazon take advantage of? The United States Postal Service, who was going out of business. So what did Amazon do? They leveraged the Postal Service. And what did Amazon also do? They leveraged themselves against UPS and FedEx. And not only do they are they a customer, they're one of the main competitors to FedEx and UPS. So until we start innovating like that, that's when we'll get out of whatever this is that we are in with supply chain. So there you have it. I like it. I like it. I think it's very true. It's very on point. Spencer Morgan says the bad paper floating around is the U.S. dollar. Could be. Very well could be. You know, the other thing that not a lot of people are talking about, the cost of money should be going down because we're, we're, we should be printing less cash. 
We should be printing less coin and we're not. We should be minting less coin and printing less paper because we are very much a plastic digital currency society now. Very much, but yeah. it's but it's not. Uh, Jose Luis BG says, now they're the ones taking high-paying IT jobs as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, the, the European technology that we're seeing infiltrating the U.S. market, very interesting as well, by the way. By the way. And those, by the way, all the coders and the hackers, they're well paid, just so you know. So when your kid says they want to do coding and hacking, you should probably say yes. Well, and how many? How Let many, me help you. How many certificates are there? How many? How many? You know, programs outside of like four-year colleges are there where you can become a coder? Like that's not hard to do now. I agree. Uh, the idea that Wall Street is an accurate reflection of the economy as a whole has poisoned the reality of what economy is, and that's the tr Trumponomics, as they call it. Like the stock market does not reflect my bank account in any way whatsoever yeah it uh, it's rich guys playing monopoly that's what it is like we have no idea what a hundred thousand square feet is worth we just don't like that's not the the most of us don't play in that realm they make homemade ranch too monty you should run for office nah i'm good <laughs> tanner says i would vote i would totally vote for monty for president you shouldn't being an elected official is never worth the money paid to make those decisions. But the funny thing is, all these assholes in Washington, Mitch McConnell's making pretty good money. 400 a year. Guy's making pretty good money. There's got to be money in it somewhere, right? There's got to be money in it somewhere. Because it, it's not the government paycheck. It's probably the stock insider trading that you get, where you figure out something's coming so you can buy or sell stock way ahead of everybody else. I mean, there's got to... Like these guys don't want to be lifelong politicians. Yeah. So your your average, uh, you know, Senate seat is getting paid 175 a year. That's just Come the on. base salary. Come on. That's just the base salary. And then you have idiots like Madison Cawthorn. Ugh. Like, what are we doing? Why are we electing Marjorie Taylor Greene? You're handing them lifetime contracts, because that's what it is. Find me the senator who's like. Outside of the idiots who get caught and go to jail. Find me the senator. Find me. Why is Nancy Pelosi a thousand-year-old bag of bones who's still like in major control of this country? Because they make good money and they're never leaving. That's why. I don't know. There was something else we were supposed to talk about today. Oh, the Bahamas Yeah, thing. dying in the Bahamas. Jesus. Yeah. How about this story? Yeah. Like, I love to travel. Right. I'm not going to the Caribbean. I'm not doing it. I'm not. We looked at packages to go to Grand Bahama, uh, the Grand Bahamian Resort. I'm not doing it. Never. I won't. I there's. I, and the sad thing is, my list of no fucking chance travel things <laughs> is is populating. Yeah. No fucking chance am I getting on a cruise ship ever. I'm nah, not doing. It. I'm good. I'm not. I'm good. I'm not. Me and my wife were sitting around last night watching the Tooch, Stanley Tucci's. You know, finding Italy. That's so cute. I, I always like the joke like, hey, dude, I know where Italy is. How come you can't find it? Anyway, the point is, um, so finding it, it. Right, right. The point is, the searching for Italy, whatever it is. Yeah, get a microscope. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the point is, there were some pre-COVID episodes in season one. And just to see people in, you know, Bologna, Italy, congregating Bologna. over ravioli with smiles on their faces and they weren't wearing masks and they weren't worried about dying from COVID and to see the red sauce flowing and the people laughing and hugging. I, 
I miss pre-COVID world so much, so much. And I don't know that we ever get back to that. By the way, you know, for all the people that look at me crooked yesterday at the gym when uh, I was lifting with go. the mask on, <laughs> there was gym bro yesterday too. By yeah. The way. There was a guy in the powerlifting room. Like, so the Vaza I go to in South Jordan has a new powerlifting room. Power. And there was a dude in there doing whatever he was doing. I'm probably 500 to 700 feet away from him. And I can hear him slamming his weights and yelling and screaming and <laughs> knock it off, dude. Nobody There's cares. There's always that guy. Nobody cares. Always that guy. But anyway, um, I wonder if people think COVID's over. We have as many average deaths per day now as we had a year ago. And we have far more cases per day than we had a year ago. Right. Yet people think COVID's over. I went to a Mother's Day brunch yesterday up at Montage at Deer Valley. Nobody had a mask on. Nobody had a mask on. And I'm just like, man, like I, I COVID's not over. There, It's not over. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. It's 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 not over. But um, travel wise, there's just stuff I'm not willing to do. I'm not going to the Caribbean, mainly because Amber Heard's a, a, a lying wench um, who ruined Pirates of the Caribbean. She did. See what I did there? Yeah. Texas me. Yeah. Yeah. She did ruin it. There's no doubt. Um, so I can't go on a cruise. I can't go to the Caribbean. Caribbean. What is it? Caribbean or Caribbean? <laughs> I'm saying Caribbean, but I don't know. OK. The Caribbean. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff I'm not going to do. Not going to Mexico. Never going to Mexico. Not going not, to South America. Not doing it. Probably not going to South America. Not going to Venezuela. Not going to Cuba. Not going in the middle. <laughs> not going to Cuba. Cuba. I would love to go to Ron Cuba. Kubi. Ron Kubi. <laughs> um, I would love to go to Cuba. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not going Not going to... The not, going, not going to the African continent. Not the money The money I have spent. Not going to China. Not going to China. Not going China. to the Middle East. Can't go to Japan right now. Not going to Dubai. I might go to Dubai. Eh. It's fucking hot in the back. No, I'm good. Um, but you like there's just so many places you can't go. You know, and the funny thing is, like, we're doing this Jeep build. We've spent on un, uh untoward amount of money, like right. craziness. Easily could have paid for two major trips. Easily could have paid for that. But I'm not going. I'm not going. Going to Moab next weekend, but I'm not going to Europe next weekend. You know, like I can work from anywhere in the world. Are, I want. are you so you're pretty concerned about about the pandemic? I am. St I still believe that COVID is a thing. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cruises are awesome. Looking to book my next one now. You're crazy. Chris. Nah, you're crazy. Nah, that's Chris a Karn, dish You are pandemic, crazy, dude. You are crazy. Can't do it, bro. Every cruise ship, every cruise line, every major cruiser has an outbreak of COVID. Physiologically, might, it's a non-starter. I might do the Viking cruises in Europe, like the the Viking River cruises. You know, I might. That would be it. I will not get on a major cruise ship. Yeah, because no, there's dude. just no way to contain COVID. There, there, there just is no way to contain COVID. Yeah, it's not possible. And I'm 49 years old. I'm not going. No, not doing it. I can't. I I can't even consider it. Can't even consider it. Um, there's just no way that like, and this is what I say about parts of this country. Like it's crazy to me, like Sturgis, the bike rally in Sturgis, oh. which for two years has been a major spreader event. Yeah. Nah. The, the, the correspondence dinner, they've had like over a dozen cases of COVID out of that correspondence dinner and the parties afterward. Yeah. You know, like I just, 
you cannot gather in big groups and think that's okay. Yeah. You're that's just not going to do your risk is high. There's no doubt. And that's why I say that's why I've always maintained the whole situation with the pandemic is situational. Yeah. It is situational. Are you number one? Are you inside? Or are you outside? That's number one. Number two, you know, what part of the world are you in? Because I think that largely determines, you know, your risk factor. I, I, I think if you're if you're in the southeast, yeah, you're probably the risk is probably higher with all due respect. Like it just is. But like this it or is hate it. but this is what I say about people and mandates. This is why you can't have mandates anymore. You you if you don't know by now, you're never gonna know. If you are not if you are not aware of the dangers of COVID, you're never going to be aware of the dangers of COVID. Yeah. That's why like mask mandates on airplanes. That's why mask mandates in restaurants. Like look man, that we've got to stop this thing where we're telling people you have to do this or you'll die. Let them fucking die. Let them die. If you want to get COVID and you don't want to get vaccinated, you just know by not being vaccinated that you are more likely to die than I am. You just Truth. know that. You just know that. Numbers say that. That's not even opinion. Fact of life. Yeah. And so I don't, that's why I don't think you can do mask mandates or travel bans or you know, like I look at with all due respect, I think it's Japan, Tokyo, or who's ever on lockdown. It's probably China. I don't know who it is. One of the, the Pacific Rim countries that are locking everybody down. Their streets are barren. You are not allowed to leave your, your apartment building. You're not helping. You're hurting. You're not helping it. You're hurting. You are, you are, you are creating a frustrated society that is going to lash out at you. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that lockdowns have been proven not to have worked yeah it didn't work you need to get vaccinated we need to wear masks period we are always going to have covid we need to understand that you need to wear a mask it's just that simple arguing about it doesn't help anybody yeah and, and i think there's a lot of people who say well i'm vaccinated why do i need to and, and i think that conversation has always kind of divided a lot of us you know uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's I, I still maintain it's situational. Um, Elon Musk just tweeted that he's had chocolate milk and it was insanely good. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. He's alive. Wow. He's alive. All right. That's, that's really that's cool. good times. That is that is good times. Yeah. Um, a couple other things. James Knight. James Knight says, "Get down here and I'll pay up on my bet, mofos." That wasn't part of the bet. I want my forex gold and I want it now. By the way, did you ship out the shirts on Saturday? Nope, doing it today. Good job, dude. Uh, Landing Golar says, went into two back-to-back cruises and nothing happened. I'm happy for you. We went through lockdowns in Australia and it doesn't work. It does not work. COVID isn't going away, John Jackson says. It will always um, be around. There has to be stopping points of mandates, though. Everyone fend for yourself. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Tanner Plummer says, well, my family has gone to Mexico multiple times during COVID and they weren't masks, which I think was a stupid idea, but they never got it. Awesome. Jake, how's the hinge girlfriend? She's not a hinge girlfriend. She's just a girlfriend now. Okay. Things are good. Things are good with her. Yeah. There you go. All right. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll probably talk about other stupid jazz rumors tomorrow. Uh, It's a definite possibility. Uh, Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.